Gideon, young man raised up by God, literally called out of oppression and called out of darkness to walk in God's will and be empowered by God to lead God's people back to the worship of God and God alone. And I think there's so many similarities and you know, parallels with our own lives. God is, is raising up the church in these days to worship him and him alone. Amen. To look to the Lord Jesus Christ for all things. I love Gideon because of his frailty, because of his his weaknesses. I like him like I like Peter in the New Testament. He's real. He's he's real. He's right there. He's needing the Lord in every aspect of of his life, just like us. And uh, today I'm going to be in the beginning of chapter 7. And uh, if we had to name, name this, we'd be talking about learning to do God's will, God's way, for God's glory. And faith is the way. Judges chapter 7. And then Gideon and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod. So that the camp of the Midianites, they were their enemies who continually were attacking them and harassing them. So that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from the Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned. And 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you for you there. And then it will be that of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, and the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, This one shall not go with you, the same shall not go with you. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. And likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lap, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink the water. And then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men, who left, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand and let all the other people go, every man to his place. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands. And he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those 300 men. And now the camp of Midian was below him, in the valley. Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, let it just call us today. Let your word be alive, calling us and raising up us to walk in a faith that is unshakable, O oh God, that is powerful in our hearts and our lives, helping us, O oh God, to walk in your will and your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Vance Havner was preaching from Hebrews 11, and he made this statement about Moses in regard to faith. Moses was a man of faith. He was able to see the invisible 
Choose the imperishable and do the impossible. This is the faith that God is calling you and I to this morning. A great faith that God brings into our lives to walk in what he has for us. To come out from under the oppression of the enemy and the darkness. I believe God's people, the church, need to be known in this day for great exploits of faith. I believe we need to be known in Niagara for believing God for great things. I think we have a wonderful start in some of the things that have been happening in our lives. I believe that we've prayed, believed God for big things, and God has brought them. And now big things are here, and it's time to roll forward by faith in what God has for all of our lives. All of our lives. And I mean believers all across Niagara. Pastors and churches that are loving God and loving His Spirit all around the area. These are the days when we were worshiping. I just The Lord just planted it in my head that there is also not just a prophecy of our Savior. There is a prophecy of His bride being raised up. And we are being caught up in that right now. By faith we lay hold of that and walk in that. God is, I I believe, just calling us to great exploits of faith that give glory to him. That lost people will look at what's going on and say, that has to be God. That's how we see God. That's how we see him. We see God in transformed lives, in healed sick bodies, in minds that are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit to have the mind of Christ. That's why we see God working all around and among us. In 1 John chapter 5, and verse 4, it says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. It overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, our faith should shake Niagara. Get a hold of that. Lay hold of that this morning. Push through. I think we need to be encouraged and coached to persevere and push through. We're people of faith, amen? We're people who believe God for impossible things. We're people who believe God for communities and people that are in need of him. God is is all we have and all we need. Jesus is still the great answer to all that is happening in this world. Usually believers are, are, are overcome by unbelief. We need to be overcomers because of our faith. Because of our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we need to pray that prayer. God, help my unbelief. As the man did on that day before Jesus. He was in great need. And Jesus said, if you believe. And he all at once he got real and was like, help my unbelief. Help me to know that you're real and that you care about me. That you love me. That you're going to restore my life. Heal my emotions. Help me get on track with you. Help me get anchored in the body of Christ and be serving you and serving God's people. 
As people of faith, that's our, that's, our, that's our line of life, is finding our place in the church and walking in what God has gifted us to do in our lives. Please remember, we're talking about uh, an amazing account of faith this morning. Faith doesn't depend on how you feel, okay? Some of us are a little moody. Can I get a witness? Okay? Some of us aren't morning people, Okay? Faith doesn't depend on how you feel. It doesn't depend on what you see necessarily. Don't believe what you see. Believe what God says in his word and hold to it. Hold to it. It will bring you into all that God has promised and spoken over your life. It will dispel every lie. Remember, faith faith doesn't depend on what may happen or what may not happen happen. There is a destiny for you written in heaven that you can know and you can walk in. And that walk is by faith. Gideon needed faith to do what God had called him to do. He had called him to deliver his people from apostasy and being away from God back to the worship of God and God alone. What a, tremendous, what a tremendous plan. He was taken aback by that word when he received it from the Lord. He was afraid. He thought he might even die because he had been in the presence of God. But God reassured him through a series of his own tests that he was real, that he had spoken it to him, and that he was going to empower him to walk in all that God had for his life. Listen to this little poem by one of the Quaker poets. Uh, It's called My Soul and I. Nothing before, nothing behind. Nothing before, nothing behind. The steps of faith, they fall on the seeming void. It's like there's nothing underneath. (laughs) And find the rock beneath. The rock that we find is the word of God. It's the word of God. We're standing on the rock this morning. Our lives are on the rock that is Jesus Christ. Amen? We should be stable. Amen? We should be stable and fixed on the Lord and the Lord's plan for our lives. Believing him for all the details that we may not be able to see and may not be able to comprehend quite yet. Victory over the Midianites is really, it's a story of faith. It's a story of faith that was going to bring glory to God. Only God deserves the glory, amen? Only God deserves the glory. He must get all the glory from everything that we do in our lives. If we're to become overcomers and not be overcome, we need to understand these principles being spoken from the word of God, from the account of Gideon this morning. From the New Testament and the Holy Spirit into our lives, we need to understand and apply the word of God regarding faith to our lives. That we're able to to go forward with stability and we're able to push through very difficult things. Persevere, amen? Some of you need to hear that this morning. Persevere. Don't give up. Don't give up. Push through. Believe in God all the way. All the way, all the way to the future that he has for your life. Believe on the Lord. Hold fast to God. Glory to God. Praise his name. J.G. Stipes said that faith is like a toothbrush. 
Everyone should have one, and everyone should use it regularly. But it isn't safe to use somebody else's, okay? You need your own faith. You need your own relationship with Jesus Christ. Our children need our, their own experience with Christ. Pray, 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 pray. Pray that your family members and your children have their own experience with Christ. That they come to know Him and that they grow into the people of God. You need to have our own faith. God wants you to, to grow in a relationship with Him where that faith is rising. It's rising in the life, and and we're able to believe God for ever greater things. God's pretty much blowing me away by what he's been doing the last 24 months, okay? I'm pretty astounded by what I've seen God been doing in the last two years and what he's going to do. And I'm just just believing God for even greater things. Because as I see God doing those things, it's just more and more, it's like, Oh, God, how are we going to do this? <laughs> how is this all going to come together? How is this all going to work together? And we're just need to, we need to believe God for every detail, for, that, for every word that he's spoken into our lives. Look back at the first few verses, if you could bring it up on the screen for me, Peter, especially verses 2 and 3 of chapter 7. These verses were really ringing in my heart as I was just studying to bring this word this morning, 32,000 volunteers showed up. When Gideon, full of the Holy Spirit, blew the trumpet, blew the call to come together to repel the enemies of God, 32,000 volunteers showed up. Man, he must have been encouraged. He must have been like, wow, the church is turning out for work day and do the weeding and the mowing and everything that needs to be done in the springtime. All encouraged. Everybody's out. Everybody's, everybody's upbeat, ready to serve God and ready to repel the enemies that have constantly stolen their joy and their food away and their provision away. They're ready to get after it by the power of God. 32,000 show up. And then God... <laughs> And then God says to Gideon, that's too many. That's too many. That is too many for me to give them into your hand. Because if I give them into your hand with 32,000 people, you will think that you did it your own self. No one sitting in church this morning has saved themselves. We have been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ all the way down the line by faith. We have believed God and by grace we have been saved by God. God has saved us. And God gave, I can, can you imagine Gideon's response? Huge, you know, all the volunteers are out and now God's, he's starting in with the faith thing. Now he's starting in with the faith. Some of you, God is starting in with the faith thing in your life right now. He's starting in on the faith thing. He's, he's going to work in that area of your life right now. You probably, some of you are struggling to know how this is going to pan out with what you have going on individually. And God is going to work in your faith. He's going to bring you along and he's going to strengthen that faith so it works. So it works to follow Jesus Christ. So it's not an up and down roller coaster all over the road and, you know, am I going to live today and tomorrow I feel good? And that's not faith. 
Faith is an empowerment by God that helps us to know that he's real and that he's there. And we can lay hold of what he's called us to do. No matter how many volunteers show up. No matter how many are there to come for the work of God. Or to push back the darkness that's happening all around us. God said there's too many. There's too many. In verse 3 comes the second, <laughs> second word of the Lord. He says there's too many. They'll think that they'll gr- try and grab the glory for themselves. In verse 2, you know, when I went and first applied for credentials with the Assemblies of God, the pastor I spoke to, he told me there's, there's three things that you're going to need to be careful of, okay? And that's, that's greed, girls, and glory. Never touch the glory of God. All glory goes to God in the ministry. It all goes up to the Lord. In verse 3, God says to him, Now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. Fear. Fear. At that point, more than two-thirds of the volunteers turned around and went home. More than two thir- 22,000 volunteers turned around and went home at that point. Do you know that this is a reflection of military principles, godly military principles that are laid out in Deuteronomy? Did you know that? <laughs> that it is very important in the army of God that there is no fear... <laughs> That there's no fear in that because fear is contagious. Fear can defeat an army before it's even entered the battlefield. It can spread throughout all the soldiers and all the warriors of God. Wasn't it appropriate for the Holy Spirit to speak through Cindy this morning? A word about fear this morning. God's wanting to deliver you from that this morning. He's wanting to deliver you from the fear of what's ahead or the fear of not enough. Or the fear of I'm not enough. Or any fears that you might have. God's wanting to replace that fear with faith right now, supernaturally. God can give a gift of faith to you this morning. So that you can believe God. And and suddenly, faith is at work in your life. And you can believe in a God who you can't see, but you know is there. And you know is real. Remember Elisha's... Elisha's, uh, servant in the account of Elisha being surrounded by all the armies. Elisha's servant couldn't see the armies of God that were all around them, ready to protect them and ready to win the day for our lives. Listen, let God open your eyes. See the angels of God around you. Do you you know how many angels you're tying up right now? Staying safe? God's watching over you. He's watching over your life. He's covering your life as you come under him, as you come under his covering, as you come under his wings. He's covering you. That's why you haven't been whatever has happened to you. God has been watching over your life and keeping you. In verse 3, everybody that's afraid has to go home. They've got to go home. They've never seen the victory. Can you just... Um, just, guy, Peter, if you could bring uh, Luke chapter 12 up on the screen, verse 31 and 32. 
Jesus, Jesus was always telling them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be. They were always afraid. <laughs> they were afraid of everything and everybody. <laughs> they were full of fear, the disciples. He was constantly telling them, don't be afraid. All the, way, all the way into meeting with them after he had walked out of the tomb and been raised up from the dead. And then he really had to tell them, don't be afraid. Because then they were completely terrified of what they were experiencing with the Lord. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 31. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. The kingdom of God is the Lord Jesus Christ coming to undo the work of the devil in this world. Coming to undo the work of the devil in people's lives. Coming to bring people out of darkness, out of oppression, into lives of faith. And then Jesus speaks this word to him again. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. This is our life. Our life is in, is in the kingdom of God. Amen? Our life is not in this world. We are just passing through. We are sojourners here in this world. Our life is hidden in Jesus Christ. It was God's, the Father's, good pleasure to give us the kingdom in our lives. The kingdom is within, amen? It is within you. It is inside your heart, that powerful kingdom of Jesus Christ that undoes the work of the enemy and pushes back the darkness in this world that we live in. Glory to God. Look within. Listen, as as you're praying, and, and we're praying, right? Yes! <laughs> Every day we're praying and we're reading the Word of God. As you're praying, look within. God is within you. Start there in your prayer. Jesus is in your heart. He is within. His kingdom is within. Start there and let the Lord minister faith to you. His presence will just, just begin to minister to every part of your spirit as you practice His presence in your prayer. The kingdom is within, and the kingdom is what has come into this world, thank God. Thank God Jesus has come to undo the work of the devil in this world. And he's going to work through his church to to bring people out of oppression and depression and out of the holes in the ground that they've dug for themselves, believing the lie and, and, and forsaking the word of God. God is calling us back to faith. In verse 4, the sifting continues. In Judges chapter 7, turn back there. God has a very unusual sifting for all those that hadn't turned out. He gets them down. He gets them down to 300. So they started with 32,000 people. He gets them down to 300. Look at the sifting that God uses. All this, you know, how are they going to drink from the river and all that and you know, and you can't even really find out what that really means. You know, I, I looked high and low, and, you know, there's a couple of commentators kind of take a stab at it. But really, at the end of the day, God is watching you in the everyday things. God is examining our lives in the everyday things. Remember, God is everywhere all the time. He is omnipresent. He is always there. And God is watching us. And, and testing us and sifting us in even the everyday things 
like getting a drink of water and all those little things. Know that as you live before God. And as you've been supernaturally delivered this morning from fear and God puts reverence for him in your heart, know that that you can embrace God as he's examining us in the ordinary moments of our lives. When you're brushing your teeth, whatever you're doing, God is there. God is there and is is watching your life and watching over, over your life. God's testing is something as simple and normal as how you're drinking the water that you need. We never know when God is testing us in some ordinary experience of life. Be careful as you interact with others, okay? Love people. Love people like the Lord did. Love them powerfully. Be patient and be gentle with all those that come your way. What a simple test. It separated out 300. 300. Less than 1% made the grade, okay? Less than 1%. That was who Gideon had to go with up against the Midianites to repel them from stealing all their food again and driving them back down into the holes that they had dug for themselves as they lived outside the word of God. God was calling Gideon to a powerful exploit of faith, of faith in him, of faith to believe God for a victory that hadn't come and hadn't been around for years and years. I believe the time is now. I think we're in a now moment where the church needs to begin to walk in exploits of faith that are staggering, that are staggering, that'll, that'll change hearts and lives that are lost and without God. They will look and they will see and they will say that has to be God. They will be drawn to the Lord in those moments as great, great moves of faith are made by the church. God is calling the church to great exploits of faith in this generation for his glory. For his glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Next week we're going to go into the next part where Gideon has to actually do the battle with weird stuff and weird people. Okay? He's armed with a pitcher, a torch, and a trumpet, and he has to, and he has to do battle. Okay? God's a God of the details. We got, we, we've got to walk in God's will, God's way, so that God gets the glory. So God gets the glory. He deserves all the glory. Amen? All the praise and all all the honor this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise his holy name.